This is episode number 76 with Mel Perkins of the Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human. Who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating, fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. 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 The Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amorosa, Robert Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we start today's episode, I just want to let you know that our goal at Founder is to help entrepreneurs succeed however we can by giving away high-quality content in the form of interviews, blog posts, podcasts, YouTube videos, you name it. We put out so much content to help you. And another interesting project that we're working on right now is partnering with world-class founders like Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills like negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is 100% free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Founder Podcast. I hope you're super pumped for today's episode. It's with the one and only Mel Perkins from Canva. And this company is a real Australian success story at the moment. I don't know if you guys have heard of Canva. Some of you might, some of you might have not. If you are listening, you have now, you know, these guys are absolutely crushing it. They've only been around for two years and, you know, they have over 8 million users. They've got a, you know, $233 million evaluation. They've got investors like Owen Wilson, Woody Harrelson. Um, you know, their chief evangelist is Guy Kawasaki. It's absolutely crazy. So they're an amazing graphic design platform. So if you suck at graphic design like most of us, Canva really takes those headaches away, especially if, especially if you want to just knock something up quickly. Canva is really, really powerful. And what's really cool is it's free. <laughs> and uh, yeah, look, amazing platform. They're doing amazing things. So yeah, I had a chance to talk with Melanie and we speak everything, growth, startups, investing, the early days, the struggles, you name it. Entrepreneurship 101, scale, building a team, culture, you name it. So there's a lot here. I really enjoyed my conversation with Mel. Uh, she said she had so much with us. Uh, she's extremely humble. And uh, yeah, like I said, like uh, these guys are like an Australian tech success story. Recently, they won awards. You know, they're winning, winning all sorts of awards. They're doing amazing things. Amazing company. So yeah, that's it from me, guys. Uh, if you are enjoying these interviews, please do take the time to leave us a review. It helps more than you can imagine. And also, if you are enjoying these interviews, make sure you check out 
the magazine. It is the fruits of our labor. If you love the podcast, you're going to love the magazine even more. All right, now let's jump into the show. Let's just start from the start. Like, how did you get your job? How did I get my job? So I was actually at university and I was teaching design programs. So students were learning things like Photoshop and InDesign and they were just so complex and difficult. It would take a whole semester for them just to learn the very basics to learn how to design something that actually looked good. And so we actually um, realized that in the future design was going to be much simpler. It was going to be online and collaborative. And so set to work on creating my first company called Fusion Books, which took this grand idea of an online design system that applied it to a school yearbooks in Australia, which I think is a really important thing to do is sort of to start niche and then go wide. If we tried to tackle online design for everything under the sun to start with, it would have been very, very difficult. But because we started with a very specific problem in a specific geography, it meant that we were able to solve that problem really effectively. And then a few years after doing that, we started Canva. And we just um, hit our 1,234th day of being launched, which I thought was kind of funny, one, two, three, four. Um, and, yeah, we um, have been growing like crazy ever since. Yeah, okay, wow. So, look, uh, for everyone listening, I missed the first six minutes of, of this recording. So, Melanie's doing an amazing job <laughs> improvising. Uh, super embarrassing, but uh, she's been very humble about it. So, look, uh, you know, I'm just going to throw some numbers out there. You said you have 8 million users. The last raise that you did was at a 233 million. That's Oz, US, 165 US million valuation. You've got some rock star investors. You guys are absolutely crushing it. You've got a brilliant product. I'm a massive fan. I'm curious, you know, when you when you have a value, like we're going to take a different turn this time around, but when you, when you have that's a value, just a dress rehearsal. Yeah. That's just, just, just a dress rehearsal. So when you have a, a valuation like that is, is it life changing to you? Life changing for us is getting to achieve what we want to do and to work with the team that we want to work with. And so in the very, very early days, if we didn't raise funds, we didn't have a company. So in my company before, it was bootstrapped. And that was a really, really useful experience because it meant that we didn't actually have to worry about investors or pleasing anyone else. All we had to do was worry about pleasing our customers and providing them enough value that they actually wanted to pay for it. So in that case, we were just they could design their school yearbook using our online design platform and then have it printed. And we ended up with quite a number of schools doing this. But with Canva, because it was such a huge company and such a huge vision of what we wanted to achieve, it was very important that we actually got investment early on so we could actually hire the technical team that we needed um, to deliver this crazy big vision. And so... Getting that first yes was such an important part of our journey because if it didn't happen, we wouldn't have been able to kickstart this company. As things have gone on, it's got progressively easier. But in the early days, it was like three years before, you know, meeting my first investor to actually landing funds, a hundred revisions to the pitch deck and just a crazy amount of work. Uh, Whereas now, you know, in our last round, we had five investors fly in to come and see us here in Sydney. Yeah, wow. Choose our favorite investor someone that we really loved and connected with and thought we could you know, build a big company with. So uh, it's quite a huge transition between our early days and now. I mean, in the early days when we were taking, I would take literally every single meeting that would come along because I was just hoping that something could pay off. Eventually it did, but it just took a, a very, very long time. So 
Yeah, I think that every single stage is a little bit life-changing. But in the very early stages, it made you know, quite literally a difference between having a company and not. So we're very, very happy to have people who actually believed in us and could see the vision before we'd even actually built the product. And now we get to, you know, choose the most amazing people that we think can take Canva to the next level. Mm, you know, it's it's a really exciting uh, journey that you guys are on and and you're trying to commoditize design and really disrupt an industry, a massive industry. Um yeah, you talked about Fusion Books. Does that do you still run that company? Yeah, so it was actually quite funny. Our very first employee ever who just rocked up at my mom's house and knocked on the door. I didn't even realize that our address had been published anywhere. So I was quite surprised by this. Um, had seen a job ad and thought that she'd deliver her resume in person. Um, and we really liked her. And then her boyfriend came and started working at the company too. Oh, and then they went and ran Fusion Books France and now they run Fusion Books Global. So it was kind of a neat story and they're absolutely amazing. And we have a really great team running Fusion Books and going full on in the yearbook market. Yeah, wow. Okay, so you've got two successful companies. Is that is that hard to manage? Did you ever think that you'd run two? Because I personally struggle with just one. <laughs> uh, it's, we're, we're very fortunate that um, the team down there, like when I say down there, they're literally like about a kilometre down the street. <laughs> they um, do an excellent job and just really you know, make all the decisions and do a fantastic job of pushing the company forward. But I think that's such an important lesson in learning in running any company. You know, Canva's growing so quickly. We now have almost 100 people. You have to find people that you really trust in that can make really smart decisions. If you're trying to micromanage every single little tiny thing, it's going to be a ceiling on what you can achieve. But if you can find amazing people and then empower them to do an amazing job, um, it sort of opens up a whole new world. So you guys are growing so fast, you know, a big part of, of growth is, is finding the right team and, and equipping the right people to, to that team. Do you think the team has been the biggest attribute, not only the product? Like what do you think, where do you place the most importance when you're looking to grow a company at the speed that Canva's growing and what do you attribute the most? Well, definitely the team is absolutely you know, literally what is making Canvas successful. And I think that before you get to the team part, you know, if you're thinking about founding a company or even if you are in the early stages, the most important thing at the start is to make sure that you really believe in what you're trying to achieve. You're solving a problem that you believe is worth solving. I've been sort of attacking this same thing for almost nine years now. Mm. And so you want to get that sort of fundamental thing so right because later down the road when you're trying to tell 100 people what you think the company should be and what the future is, you kind of would have had that sort of better down in the early stages. And then you want to hire so selectively. You want to make sure that you're getting people that believe in your mission, that really want to achieve great big things and do things that may have never been done before. I think the right sort of people to join a company at our stage are people that really like the idea of challenges and achieving things that have never been done and that doesn't daunt them. I think some people feel different towards challenges. Some people think of a challenge and think, yes, that's something that I want to do because it hasn't been done. And some people will think, well, why would we do that? It's like kind of scary and terrifying. So you want to find people definitely in campaign there. And, you know, you guys recently won in Australia the Coolest Company Award. You know, what what are you guys doing that uh, makes Canva such an amazing place to work and, and what can, you know, our, our audience learn from what you guys are doing to, you know, attract great candidates and, and, and build an amazing team? 
I thought that was a pretty funny award. I think that my mum's probably the only person that thinks that I'm cool, but um, that, that award was a great accolade for our team. I mean, there's just really simple things that you can do, and we've you know done this from the very, very early days. When we're around my mum's living room, we'd always have lunch together with the team, mm. and that's been really fundamental for helping everyone to feel part of a team and to get to know people other than just talking about their projects, um, to get to know people on a personal level and to feel included and to feel happy and part of something. And so now we have two amazing chefs that come in and cook lunch here in Sydney and we have another amazing chef in our Manila office. And so that's continued to be a really important bonding experience for everyone. And so that can be really inexpensive. We used to throw leftovers together and, you know, put together something really quickly. Mm. Um, My co-founder Cliff used to put together some sandwiches. He's actually quite new incredible sandwich extraordinaire um, but it's you know it doesn't need to be an expensive thing but I think it makes a huge difference um, to the way people feel about coming to work because they feel cared for and then I think the, one of the most important things is hiring people but then empowering them to do great work we want everyone to do the best work of their lives here and people also want that people want to achieve great things and to do great things that they didn't even think necessarily was possible and so I think that if you have that core to what you do and core to the way you think about the world, that you want to create a company that you want to actually work at rather than a company that, you know, sort of is crossing every I and dotting every T in a, in a not very enjoyable fashion. I think that's quite important. Mm. Okay. So I'm going to switch gears and talk about like uh, the, the model that you guys are going for, which I think people would find interesting because would you guys consider like, you know, Adobe a competitor? Um, I think that there's a lot of different companies in the market that do all sorts of different things. But the reason why we created our company was because we saw a huge gap. So people um, can go and spend quite some time learning professional design tools and they can create incredible graphics. Mm. But a lot of people want to be able to put something together quickly for a presentation or a social media or a pitch deck and they don't necessarily have that design experience but they still want to create something that looks really professional and so that's sort of the gap that a lot of people were saying that they desperately needed something in but then on the designer side of things they also have their own struggles so when they're trying to create a presentation for a client for example they'll then often have to send that presentation over email backwards and forwards many times making all the little tiny text tweaks mm. and what we want to do with canva was to enable designers to be able to create a um, template that then the marketing person or the salesperson can easily go and edit the text so the designer can play to their strengths which is creating incredible designs and then everyone else can easily get what they need quickly so there just seemed to be this huge gap in the market from both the designer's perspective and um, the ability to collaborate with their clients but then also every single social media marketer, every single salesperson was really struggling getting to create their professional designs that now society sort of requires. Mm. And is that why you chose the freemium model? Because you wanted everyone to be able to utilize a tool like Canva? Yeah, absolutely. We really want everyone in the world to be able to design. And that's whether you're a student, that's whether you're a charity, that's whether you're, you know, regardless of your profession or your economic means, we think that design and being able to communicate your ideas is sort of fundamental to a lot of people. And so we wanted to make it free so everyone can use it. And then, you know, if you want to purchase an image, it only costs a dollar. So we want to make it affordable to everyone. Mm. 
Because what I find really interesting is is the way that you guys are like approaching growth is is very aggressive, like kind of like the culture in 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 Silicon Valley, where you know you have this freemium type model and then you look to monetize. And you guys are doing bits and pieces around monetization, but you know, are you able to explain to the audience why you've you've chosen that that kind of route as opposed to looking to to develop profit off the off the get go and stuff like that? Yeah, sure. I think that every company has different needs and has different um, requirements as to you know when you choose your monetization model. But for us, getting Canva into the hands of everyone around the globe is a really important aspect. One, because we think that design is fundamental to every job, and it's going to be increasingly more so. So if you see social media, it's only becoming more and more visual and people are wanting to express their ideas more and more in a visual manner. In fact, every single profession is moving in that direction. So, you know, the corner store in years gone by could just put out a menu once every year or whatever it was. (laughs) They wouldn't need to worry about social media, you know, their Facebook page, their Instagram page or anything like that. And now it's sort of become a necessity. So we wanted our monetization model to mirror the way people are actually needing to design, the way people are needing to do things. So rather than trying to pirate something or trying to just throw something together looked ugly, we wanted to give them a great option to be able to create something that looked professional and made themselves feel proud. Um, So that sort of was why we chose to go for the freemium model. And then getting Canva into more hands means that then more people will consider actually purchasing an image or whatever it is that they want. But um, giving that value add first is really important. The same even with Fusion Books was that we always had an education strategy where we'd give people value and then because people receive value then they would want to actually use your product so i think that that can be a really useful strategy for any company it's trying to give people legitimate value rather than trying to look like you're just trying to extract as much value from other people i think that people can tell if that's your intent yeah no i agree and you know when it comes to monetization do you have any big plans that you're allowed to share with us or um, I can say that we launched Canva for Work late last year, um, which has been growing like crazy. And so that's been really powerful. So that's for people who are using Canva frequently for business use. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing a lot of startups getting on board. Um, a lot of even big, bigger companies are using Canva to create their marketing collateral, to create their business cards, to create their social media posts and to have a much more cohesive brand identity across all of their marketing materials. So that's been a really exciting product that we've launched and we're going to keep developing um there's a lot more yet to go on that product too yeah okay exciting and i'm curious you know some people would some people are very intimidated by design and you guys are are trying to to i guess uh, really help commoditize and, and make it accessible to anyone that wants to you know design and 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 build you know great nice looking things uh, what would you say to people around that, you know, people that are hesitant and, and how would you urge people to use your platform? Yeah, that's actually quite funny. So when we built our first version of Canva, we got it into a user tester's hands. So there's this great website called usertesting.com where oh, you can yeah, actually watch, awesome. someone, watch someone. Yeah, it's really cool, hey? Mm. Where you can watch someone actually um, video create a video while you're there, like using your product for the first time. So they sort of do a screencast and voice over it and when they first got in we spent we'd spent a year trying to make this product very very simple and easy to use but people were really intimidated and scared because they've spent their entire lives thinking that design was something that they couldn't do so they were really intimidated to even get started and so we then spent the next month 
trying to make sure that it was really, really unintimidating. So when you log into Canva for the first time, you get a 23-second intro that takes you through how to search for images, how to drag them onto your page and how to publish your design. So in 23 seconds as opposed to like months or years (laughs) at university. So it was a little bit cheeky, but also it really was intended to make people feel more confident. And then once they watch the 23-second intro, they go through these five starter challenges. And you do all sorts of fun things like change the color of a circle and search for a hat and drag it onto a monkey and search for your favorite food. Fun fact, there's actually the most favorite food in the world is pizza after a (laughs) survey of millions of people. Yeah, wow. And so all of these little things just to build up people's confidence and to make them feel like design is something that they can do and they can actually be good at it and it's not as intimidating. So that's a really important thing is because everyone can design and everyone has ideas and everyone can be creative. But um, I think a lot of people spend a lot of their time thinking that it's not something that they can do. So I think the best way to demolish that concept is just to jump online and actually give it a shot. And we tried to make it so in the first five minutes, people actually felt confident to have a go at designing. Mm, So like user onboarding has been extremely critical for you guys. Absolutely. And yeah, user testing was a com was a really cool site to um, actually look at and um, gave us a lot of insights into people's emotional journey into the product. Yeah, no, that's gold. I, I've used that before. I can't remember. There's another company that owns it. I can't remember who though, or maybe it's owned by usertesting.com. I can't remember. It's, but it's, it's great service. I highly recommend that. That's a great one. Um, can you tell us about, you know, you said you were sleeping on your brother's couch, you know, in the early floor. days. Of ca- floor. <laughs> floor. Correction, floor. And you said that you would take any meeting that you could. You were there, you were in the States for six months, so you did like the six-month visa? I did a three-month visa yep. and then I my three-month visa ran out and yeah, then I went back to Australia and then I tried to get a visa and I didn't get a visa and then I got a three-month visa again. It was a very traumatic <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is tough like that. Um, I've had friends that have actually been booted out of the US and never can come back, and all sorts of crazy things. Yeah. So, what what did you learn like from that experience? Because I I've only been to the states once, and I'm going back. I have to go back every year now because it's so important. I think it's such a different mindset over there, and it's so exciting. And, and the people there just think ten times bigger. I I've found compared to here in Australia. You know, I just, I'm really curious to hear your takeaways. You know, we have a global audience, but, you know, what have been your biggest takeaways from just hanging out in yeah. you know, in Silicon Valley and meeting people and investors? And I'm sure you, you, that was like really good training grounds for you when you eventually got that investor and actually started you know, really working hard on Canva. Yeah, definitely. So I think it was my second day there. I had a meeting with Lars Rasmussen who founded Google Maps. Oh, wow. And that just completely blew my mind. So we were sitting across the table and he was explaining about you know, his career and his up, the ups and downs and I was telling him about my vision for Canva and what we were trying to achieve and having his support and realising that he was just a normal human being who just tried really, really hard, that was incredibly powerful because all of a sudden you know, companies that you hear about, you know, household names, they're not companies that have been created on some other planet. They're created by humans, um, which I know sounds like the dumbest thing ever, but it was actually kind of surprising for me because I'd never met someone that had created a brand that had been a household name before. And so I think that that just opened up my mind to believe what was possible, that even though I'd been presenting the future of publishing, it was quite another thing actually 
believing, having someone else who created a household name believe it was possible as well and really opened my mind to what was possible. Mm. Yeah, okay. So, look, we have to work towards wrapping up, but there's a couple of class questions I have. What was the reason that you came back to Australia and grew the company from Sydney as opposed to staying was it was it visa reasons or like what what was the reason there because a lot of people go to like the, the states in San Fran and build their company from there or want to um was that strategic or yeah, I feel like we've got the absolute best of both worlds now. So we have an excellent engineering team and we're able to attract the best of the best to come to Canva. And I think that that's you know, really helpful, especially as we're trying to grow so rapidly. And then also in the early days, we were able to get something called Commercialization Australia, which was really, really helpful as well for um, Canva because they gave match funding. And so it was quite difficult in our first round to raise funds. And that funding stretched a really long way. And now we're able to go to Silicon Valley and we're able to speak to great investors. And in fact, we've had investors flying to Sydney um, quite frequently. And, you know, we had Wesley from Felicis, who's our lead investor from our last round over here just last week. And that's all been extremely helpful because it means that we are able to hire from an incredible engineering pool here and then also benefit from having incredible advice from over in Silicon Valley. So I think that hybrid model has worked excellently well for us Mm. did you plan that it would work as well like did you plan that Canva was going to take off as much as it is yes I think you have dreams of what you believe your company can be and we always believe that our idea can turn into something that will be used by everyone across the globe we're still only like 0.0001 percent of the way there Mm. (laughs) but it's actually quite another reality seeing it all happen in reality so even though you have these big ideas and beliefs when it actually starts to happen and you know now I've got 100 people and they're almost 100 people and they're doing incredible work and working towards this sort of mission of our company it's pretty cool so yeah it's even though we have had the plans for a long time seeing it actually start to come true is pretty incredible mm, yeah look I, I you guys are doing an amazing job Last couple of questions before we wrap. Um, I'm curious, you know, what, like, what is your biggest challenges right now? You guys are growing so fast from, you know, what everyone sees. You guys are kicking some serious goals. You know, what are your biggest challenges right now? What What are the struggles uh, that people would not be aware of when you have a fast growth company that you need to, you know, keep in mind? We're actually asking Wesley, um, this last week and we were saying what are the challenges that you see companies at our stage go through mm. and he was saying the most important thing is to maintain having a great culture and that's something that we have a really strong focus on is making sure that people coming in really are embedded in the way we do things and really get to express themselves and really feel part of it. Um, we've had a really strong focus on developing people's decision-making and leadership skills and because we need every single person to actually have great decision-making and leadership skills because we're trying to do so many things across so many different markets. Mm. Um, and so developing our team and helping them to grow as rapidly as our company is growing is really important and then helping to make sure that everyone feels part of it as we as we grow up a little bit I think we're still a tiny toddler um Mm. one of the exercises we did just last week was actually have um every team came up with their mission and a goal worthy of celebration and so that was a lot of fun because 
when hit people, each team hits their goals, then we're going to celebrate in some fun, quirky fashion. So I think that if you're constantly trying to find out what is the next breaking point, what is the thing that we need to work on most, and at different stages they're entirely different things. But if you keep your eye on focusing on that, it'll hopefully it'll help you along the journey. Awesome. Well, look, uh, last question, Melanie, and that is where's the best place people can find you? Canva.com, obviously, uh, anywhere else you want people to connect or go. And uh, just like, are you able to give like three action items for our audience, you know, from your lessons as an entrepreneur? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, the first one has to be slightly uh, Canva related because Canva is actually really, really helpful for startups. So Mm. creating your pitch decks and your social media graphics and your presentations, um, you should totally give it a shot and it's also free. So I think there's not too many reasons not to. Um, I I would really strongly recommend using usertesting.com. So regardless of where your company's at or where your stages if you have a website of any description even if you have a social media page it costs about $50 I think to get someone to go through it and to actually give you feedback and so that's really really helpful as well because you can just learn so many things that you would actually never learn even from data it's um, just that anecdotal feedback can be very helpful and then finally it just takes a long time so determination is absolutely paramount I think that if you you know, persist and you push through and you keep on going, eventually you'll get there. So you will be rejected hundreds of times and you'll be, there'll be many, many times where you kind of think it seems a bit crazy or at least other people will be telling you it's a little bit crazy. But if you push through, hopefully you'll find the rewards on the other side. Awesome. Well, look, uh, that was amazing, Melanie. Thank you so much for your time. I, I apologize again for uh, not recording the first eight minutes. That's no my bad. But uh, we've got some great stuff. So look, thank you again for your time and uh, we'll wrap there. Thanks a lot, Nathan. See you later. See you later. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content either start or grow their business, which is exactly why we're partnering with world-class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills such as negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free exclusive trainings, please go to founder.com forward slash free. These are 100%. We go super in depth on teaching a particular topic, and I know that you're going to love them if you enjoy this podcast. So just go to founder.com forward slash free. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.